on DNA. To achieve this goal, I identified 353 markers on the DNA, which measure DNA methylation levels. Methylation is a natural process that chemically changes the DNA. It is important in the development of every organism. Professor Horvath and his team collected information from 8,000 samples in 82 publicly available DNA methylation data sets. They use this information to identify methylation in healthy and diseased organs, tissues, and cells, from human fetuses to people 100 years of age and older. For one thing, I, I find that this epigenetic clock ticks fastest during development. And after age 20, it slows down to a constant ticking rate. But also, I find that cancer tissue is on average 36 years older than healthy tissue. And I observe that effect in all 20 cancer types that I studied. In other words, some cells age faster than others. Professor Horvath notes that most biological samples matched their chronological age, the actual age of the individual. However, some differed greatly. For example, the average human heart appeared to be 12 years younger than its chronological age, and a woman's healthy breast tissue aged faster than the rest of her body. So it is possible that the cancer that is adjacent to this tissue accelerates the age. Having said this, I had one data set that was composed of truly healthy breast tissue, and even there did I observe a significant age acceleration. The results may explain why breast cancer is the most common cancer in women. Surprisingly, Professor Horvath says the clock was a good measure of time across the human body. This new epigenetic clock really frees us up from focusing on one tissue at a time because it really works in most tissues and organs and cell types. And the great advantage is that we now can compare the ages of different tissues and organs from the same individual. He says the study holds promise for studying human development, aging, and disease. It also offers hope for repairing tissue. Of course, it has been a long-standing hope to find therapies or compounds that keep us young. And if this epigenetic clock measures a process that causes aging, then we will have a tool that allows us to evaluate compounds that keep us young. Steve Horvath says the big question remains whether the biological clock actually controls a process that leads to aging or simply is a sign of it. The report was published in the journal Genome Biology. Another report says older adults who test their minds with increasingly difficult projects have better mental ability than those who do less demanding activities. To keep our brains sharp as we age, we are often told to keep our minds active. As the old saying goes, use it or lose it. But 
There's very little scientific evidence to support that. So says Denise Park. She is a psychologist with the University of Texas at Dallas. Partially because it's very, very hard to do um, experiments with humans where you randomly assign them to conditions where, say, you retire, you don't retire. You do interesting things, you do boring things. Denise Park is head of the university's Center for Vital Longevity. She designed a study in which she and her team placed 221 healthy, aging, and older adults into one of three groups. We asked people to learn new things like quilting or photography. We asked other people to just do fun things like be in a social group. Um, And then we asked um, other people to do things at home that um, seemingly would help their cognition or their mental function, but were not likely to have a very large effect. The subjects took part in their assigned activity for 15 hours a week over three months. At the end of that time, the researchers found that the adults who learned new skills, such as digital photography, showed the greatest improvements on memory tests. No improvements were seen in the results of those in the social group that did activities together, like go on field trips. There were also no improvements among the third group that listened to classical music or did crossword puzzles. Denise Park believes one reason for improved memory in the active learning group is that its members were being pushed to learn new skills. The other groups took part in what she calls receptive activities. Learning new skills may not cure age-related mental decline, but Ms. Park thinks being mentally active slows down the process. So I'm not as interested in improving the function of people as they age in their later years. I'm more interested in showing ultimately over time that by these novel experiences that involve um, a lot of um, mental operations that we can slow the rate at which people cognitively age. Denise Park says the latest information shows that improvements lasted for at least a year. She and her team plan to do longer follow-up studies with all three groups. She also is interested in learning whether taking part in demanding mental activities delays the development of conditions like Alzheimer's disease. The report on the value of learning new skills was published in the journal Psychological Science. One of life's great wonders is a starry night sky. But as electric lights turn city streets and neighborhoods bright as day, it is getting harder to see those stars. That has astronomers, politicians, and others looking for ways to reduce what is called light pollution. Nightfall has come to the University of Colorado Observatory in Boulder, Colorado. As the skies darken, student astronomers work under the glow of lamps that have red filters. Astronomer Eric McNeil says there is just enough light to use the telescopes and see stars. White light has a tendency to ruin your night vision, and so astronomers like to use red light, which has a tendency not to do that. 
Fabio Mazzalera is the director of the observatory. He says for most people living in the cities, stars are rare. The one thing missing in the modern experience is that people at one time knew by default the sky. They saw it every night simply because there was no light pollution to be worried about. While he covers his own lamps with reddish filters, Mr. Metzalira worries about nearby businesses lighting up the night skies. The biggest offenders are the gas stations and liquor stores. Blue lights, blue and green, very bad. They're terrible, terrible. They're good to see with, but they're, I mean, a lot of people like the night sky. They want to see the stars. Writer Paul Bogard agrees that city lights destroy the magic of the night. We're missing about 95, 96, 99 percent in some cases of the stars uh, that we should be seeing. Mr. Bogard is the author of The End of Night, 